And welcome back to the Let's FaceTime podcast. I am Jocelyn. And I'm Kylie. And this is the podcast where we're just two friends catching up about our lives, TV, movies, anything that we really want to talk about in our lives, except we're long distance. So we have to do it via FaceTime and we are recording it for you. My apologies in advance for the fact that I did not get an episode out last week. I'm the worst. Or two weeks ago, I guess, because I do have an episode that I still have to edit. <laughs> However, okay. I missed a week because I'm the worst and I'm busy. And the weather has been warm, so I've done nothing but sit outside and go for walks. Oh my god, it's Wednesday. <laughs> what? Nothing. I only heard you say today. <laughs> nothing. Um... No, that's good. I'm glad that you're soaking in the sun. How have your life been lately, Kylie? It's been good. It's been, we're like three weeks into our like spring quarter. So it's, everything's like kind of picking up like classes. And um, I've been doing a lot of mindless tasks in lab recently. So a lot of like aliquoting, a lot of labeling and washing. Um... So I've been, today, I listened to about, like, two hours of Taylor Swift. <laughs> Incredible. And I'm like, wow, Taylor Swift is so good. Because I feel like I went on this brief, I was, like, trying to get into the album, or just, like, her music, because we are going, if you don't know, me and Jocelyn and some of our friends are going to the Taylor Swift concert in a few weeks. So excited. I'm so excited. And so I was trying to like get into it and I'm like, I don't know if I really like Taylor Swift, like the old stuff as much. But did you open the playlist I made? No, but I should have. I just listened to like, this is Taylor Swift on Spotify, but I should listen to your all, like what did you, did you put all the albums? I haven't looked at it. Yeah, so I made a playlist. You can find it on Spotify. It's called, like, Possible Taylor Swift Acoustic Songs, I think, maybe. But basically, I added every single song from Taylor Swift discography, and then I removed the songs that she plays as her surprise acoustic. So it's oh. over 11 hours long at the moment, but <laughs> all 11 hours and 26 minutes are songs that she could theoretically play because I mentally am convinced she's changing the soundtrack at least halfway through at least once i'm convinced she's gonna change it hmm interesting i feel like i love how people are so interested in all the like common like the acoustic honestly i don't really care that much and maybe that's a hot take because our friend anna has been like talking about it forever (laughs) i just don't know how much i feel like does it really matter well it's just a song that she's never gonna play again so like i personally am never like i don't actually care if it's acoustic but i wanted to hear death by a thousand cuts live i see so it's more the fact that it's live not necessarily the acoustic yeah well there's some like haunted i think is like a fine song but haunted acoustic makes me sob wait what album i don't know if i really have heard that song It's, it's Speak Now, I think. It's old. Oh, it's, it's an older one, yeah. So many older albums I'm not as familiar with, because I'm Reputation was like when I became a Taylor Swift fan. And I still stand by Reputation is a bopping <laughs> album. Like, I will listen to Taylor Swift, and then a Reputation song comes on, and I'm like, yes, let's 
go uh, every time. And I'm like, oh, this is reputation. <laughs> Should we talk about Taylor Swift's potential breakup? Oh, yes. That came up in trivia last night. So I went to this trivia with people and the first round, it's like, oh, current um, events from like usually the last week. And so one of them was like, what star recently broke up with um, their six year boyfriend, Joe? And I was like, Taylor Swift, nailed it. <laughs> I feel like it's really funny because I think you are one of, of our like group of people who's going to Taylor Swift, you're one of the most long-term music fans of Taylor, but you're like the least invested in the Taylor Swift gossip realm of yeah, everyone. Really- and I think that's a really entertaining dichotomy because I think they're the strong, like half of our group is really just here for the Taylor Swift gossip is Taylor Swift gay theories. Like, we absolutely love the fact that Taylor Swift is seen on the street immediately after breaking up with Joe. And you're here like, I just love the music. <laughs> no, that's 100% how I would describe myself. Like, when you and Anna were talking, again, sorry, we're bringing up Anna a lot. We're talking about, um, oh my god, she broke up with him. When, like, is it all the, like, dating theories correct, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, do I really care? No. Like, I remember being, like, shocked, like, oh, wow, she broke up with him. Whoa, like, could be new music. But that was about the extent of (laughs) how much I cared. This is a theory that I haven't talked about with anyone. But I think question really hits. Emma, Taylor's coming out as bisexual and her boyfriend does not vibe. Interesting. Like, it's, coming out as bisexual, like, telling her boyfriend that, like, oh, yeah, like, actually, those theories are true, like, I am actually bi. And him being, like... And so, do you think that's the like, song? The politics and gender roles conversations, the, like, oh, have you ever, like, had this situation happen to you? No, I don't actually think that's why she broke up with no, Jeff. I, 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 I no, I know, I'm like, trying to think of that song, because it's funny, because that was the one song... Because I've been li- re-listening to the Midnight's album... Um, cause at first I was like, this really isn't a breakup album, but I guess after they broke up, it I kind is. of, I see it. Do you hear I it? I do, I hear it a lot. Okay. And it kind of like hits as a breakup album and I'm a huge fan. Bejeweled, I hated Bejeweled, but Bejeweled hits yeah, as a breakup album. I agree. I also very much disliked Bejeweled, but now listening to it, I'm like, oh, I love this. <laughs> I also want to say for the sake of the podcast, yeah. That while I do, in fact, believe Taylor Swift is bisexual, I do not know if I would define myself as a gayler because I do, so like, choose to believe, like, Taylor and Joe's relationship. I just also think she dated Carly Kloss. But I want to make that clear for the sake of the podcast. <laughs> just to be sure everyone's aware. Um, I feel like I'm whatever taylor can date whoever she wants to date identify how she wants to identify as long as she's happy dude there was a rolling stones article about the fight between gaylers and hetlers today like it's mainstream like this is why i felt the need to clarify because it has hit the mainstream rolling stone is writing about it hetler h-e-t like heterosexual oh i don't like that because the hetlers hate the gaylers and they like dox them and, like, tell them to go to conversion therapy 
because they think their theories are so wrong. And then the Gaylers are obviously like slightly delusional and believe every single relationship with a man was fake. Mm. So like, there's a lot. There's a lot of fights between the two because one of them is homophobic and one of them thinks Taylor Swift is gay. <laughs> That's. I think it's so amusing how much people care about like who Taylor Swift dates. You know, like the fact that you have like groups I think of she people. Did it to herself. hundred percent. Like I think she's had like she's been in such the spotlight for such a long time and like obviously someone of her statue is always like people's like oh who's her who she's dating and what's her personal life like um well because she made it really clear that she like she made it so obvious that she writes about the guy she dated. oh yeah that's like most of her music right but like rihanna and beyonce have also written breakup songs but this doesn't happen to them because Taylor is in a six-year relationship, right? So, That's like, true. It's pretty similar to, like, both Rihanna and Beyonce who are in long-term relationships with yeah. people. But it doesn't happen to them because their music... They don't write songs like Dear John, where they put the name of the guy that just broke their heart in the title. Like, Taylor did this to herself a little bit. Which, granted, like, she was a child. So, I also do agree with you that, like, it's a little crazy. But I also, like, understand why people feel so strongly. Yeah. I feel like it's so funny because they've been, they were, she was with Joe for six years. Six years. Wait, that's why I think it's wild that she is in New York going out to dinner being photographed by Backgrid, which Backgrid is a paparazzi, which only goes when celebrities ask, ask them to. Like, it's well known uh. that if Backgrid photographs you, you ask them to be there. Oh. Like, that's just like a pretty known fact. Like, the fact that she's photographed in Backgrid like the two days after her breakup got announced in New York City is just absolutely wild to me. <laughs> I love it. I actually think a single Taylor Swift is what I want because I want some like more wild reputation energy sort of music and I think that could inspire it. <laughs> so yeah I literally was like today I was like the sun is shining so in boston right now it's hot like for some reason like it was cold last week like 30s dropping below the 30s it was freezing in like a scientific way it's been hot this week like today i scootered to work in my t-shirt i'm bopping today after work i went for a little walk and i just forgot how amazing it is to be in the city during the spring and summertime. I walked by so many people sitting on their porch. Everybody's out and about. The world is just shining. The world is my oyster. I can go anywhere I want to. Like, wow. I just forgot how much I love, like, the energy of uh, South End Boston in particular during the warm months because everybody's just sitting out on their porch chatting with their roommates or their husbands or their wives mm. like oh it's just such good vibes <laughs> wow i'm in just such a good mood i'm on top of the world today <laughs> um i would say unrelatable but today it actually is sort of nice the past like four days it's been rainy and miserable um but today we've seen the sun and so relatable content on a much lesser scale it is still like only 50s here but i will take a Sun, some sun and clouds over pouring rain so but that is fun this woman that I work with who I absolutely adore she's absolutely incredible I was messaging her about the fact that 
I went to visit Kylie recently and she was like, oh, my sister lives in Seattle. She, (laughs) during the winter, hellscape, 20 exclamation marks, but summer, beautiful. (laughs) And I was like, I feel like Kylie will relate to this because Kylie feels like during the winter, hellscape. (laughs) Okay, not entirely true. I was actually not super miserable in terms of the weather in from the months of November to about March. Because like even in Boston, the weather is not great during that time. Yes, I would prefer to see more snow here. I'm okay with it being kind of crappy. That's winter. Fun vibes. But now that it's April, one that's wild for me to comprehend, but we are in April. I still think like, oh my god, I can't believe we are over a third of the way down with this with the year. Moving on. And it's still like March, February type weather that I am imagining. And that's throwing me for a loop, especially because like in the middle of March, we had like a full week, two weeks where it was like beautiful. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then we went back to like winter. And so I'm like so eager to get out of this. (laughs) Yeah, were the cherry blossoms nice? Yeah, they eventually fully bloomed. And then... But, like, I don't know. I feel like the cherry blossoms are pretty, but everyone, like, hypes them up, and there's, like, crowds and crowds of people, and I kind of, like, demand, I'm like, okay, they're just, like, flowers. (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, so for people who don't know, I and friend of the pod, Anna Broski, (laughs) road trip from Seattle to San Diego just in the last week of March. When we arrived in Seattle... It was apparently the first day of cherry blossom season. And when we arrived in San Diego, Margaret, who we were staying with, was like, oh, you just missed the cherry blossom bloom by like a week or so. It would have been cherry blossoms everywhere. So we drove our road trip in reverse cherry blossom. (laughs) I love, like, we did reverse cherry blossom order. (laughs) Which is really funny because I would not even have expected there to be cherry blossoms in San Diego. Yeah. But apparently there are. You should be there earlier than the last week of March. <laughs> Pro tip. But if you want to go to Seattle, you should go probably the first to second week in April. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But Highway 1 was truly gorgeous. Driving all the way through California, mm. like, wow. Incredible. Did you take one you've... all the way down? More or less, it was flooded out near Big Sur, Mm -hmm. so we had to get off of Highway 1 around Big Sur, but other than that, we took it all the way down. I've I've only went down a portion from, like, San Francisco to, um, what's the, Santa, there's another city, maybe Santa Clara. Clarita. I don't know, it was only, like, that's just coming to my head because Santa Clarita Diet, the TV show. It's Drew Barrymore. No, I've never heard of it. Where they, she's a zombie. Oh. You should watch it. Okay. But anyway, I've only driven Highway <laughs> 1 about like one to two hours south of San Francisco and I loved it. Like I literally spent the day driving down Route 1. But Santa Cruz. Oh, that's what it is. Santa Cruz. But I'm sure all the way down, like I've heard only amazing things. Yeah, it was really nice. It was unfortunate because California's gotten more rain. <laughs> than ever in like the history of California it has more rain than Seattle this year and so we had driven we were trying to go to Big Sur because we've heard really great things and 
we were probably about an hour away and then we saw all these signs that highway one was closed there's no detour and in order to get off of highway one we had to backtrack a full half an hour so we added an extra hour to our driving that day purely because highway one is closed due to flooding but it did mean that we went to pinnacles national park which is so cool. We hiked through caves, and the caves were also flooding. So we were tr- we could, like, barely walk through the caves because there was so much, like, gushing water. At one point, we had to turn around That's because we couldn't scary. go through. And we were like, we're going to get flooded out in this yeah. cave. <laughs> but it was one of the coolest hikes ever. That's scary. I told you about Route 1. I said, you should check around Big Sur because the roads there are like a little iffy and I feel like they're constantly washing out. So just check. (laughs) You told us that and then the day before we got there, Margaret called us. Or no, literally that day, Margaret called us and she's like, bro, or actually... Margaret's a surfer dude now, so she said, dude, I don't think you're going to be able to, (laughs) I don't think you're going to be able to do it because Highway 1's got a lot of rain. And we were like, don't worry, Margaret, everything will be fine. And then it was not. So you deserve that extra hour. should have listened to you guys. Yeah. An hour's not that bad. And like, obviously not great, but better than, you know, two hours or even more. No, well, it wasn't that bad, except for the hotel I booked for the night was the Kronberg Inn, which is this, like, Kronberg is, like, a little German town. Like, they have all these weird, like, German-style homes and buildings and things, and I thought this was a very adorable thing, place to stay. So I booked the hotel, did not consult with travel companion Anna. (laughs) And then we rolled up, like, at, like, 9 p.m., and they had just left our key in an envelope in, like, the front of the hotel because the hotel lobby closed at 4 p.m. 4 p.m.? And so, yeah, and so Anna was, like, really freaked out, and she was having, like, a terrible time because she was so stressed about, like, the energy of the hotel. And then, like, we got our key, and it was in a sealed envelope, and then I think she felt, like, slightly better. But Anna was a 0 out of 10 about the vibes, and so I clearly should not have booked the weird German town. How did you feel about it? (laughs) Well, I felt great because I knew when I booked it that it was a weird German town. (laughs) And I had read, like, so many reviews. Oh. Sometimes those places are a little quirky, are a little weird, but they can be fun. (laughs) Yeah, we went to such a cute little coffee shop and they had this trucker hat that I wanted so badly and I didn't buy it and I regret it. (laughs) Big regrets. Huge regrets. Huge. Um, That's fun. I sounded like you guys had a great time. I was jealous after you left me. Not gonna lie. Highlight was seeing Kylie. (gasps) Oh my god. (laughs) But I'm sure it was fun to see. You saw a lot of people. You saw our friend Sophie... And then also Margaret, which I'm very jealous. No, it was good to see everyone in a genuine way. There's people I haven't seen, like all of you, all three of you guys I haven't seen in a while. And four of you, actually, because I also saw Mode. Oh. So. Oh, yeah. It was good to see everyone. Oh, that is nice. Okay, we're go- moving back to Taylor Swift, but I just remembered, I think I just ordered the rest of my costume, as I'm referring to it, for our, for the concert. We're... So for everyone 
who doesn't know, we're going to the Taylor Swift concert and we're trying to get all dressed up fun. Um, and so I'm embodying Reputation. Like I said, I love that album. And I'm so excited for all my pieces to come together. Do you want to tell the pod what you're wearing? Oh. Or are you keeping it a secret? No, I can tell people, but I don't know if it's going to like relay the same excitement. So I got this. Okay, so I went corset shopping out of the blue. So I went to this thrift shop and they had so many corsets it was insane and then I was trying them on and it's kind of fun um really hard to put on yourself but it was a fun time and I didn't get any there because they were kind of expensive um but then I found this silver it's not fully corset-esque energy but it's similar a silver uh I don't know how to describe it but Silver top. Metallic. Met yeah, it's metallic-y. And then the bottom, I got crocodile print leather shorts with oh, wow. fishnet tights. Um, <laughs> so, because uh, I like, Taylor, uh, Reputation so like, snaky. I don't know if it's actually, do they actually talk about snakes in Reputation? Or is this just, like, our friend group making this thing up about Taylor Swift and snakes? It's not made up because Taylor Swift also does the snake thing. Okay. But I don't think she actually references them lyrically. Okay, because it occurred to me later today after I ordered these shorts, I'm like, oh, does the snakes have anything to actually do with Taylor Swift? Or did we all just make that up? Is this just like our friend group like being obsessed with like being a snake? <laughs> no, I think there actually are snakes in the like reputation music video. Oh, good, good. I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really excited. I hope the outfit looks good all together. Um, yes, just wanted to share. I'm so, I'm so excited. I also got part of my costume today. I know, I love, I love it. That I'm calling it a costume, <laughs> it's a normal outfit. But I am bisexual ally, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> on so, yes. So what I'm doing is a mix of the you need to calm down music video and vigilante shit. So I'm wearing a tank top crop top that says I don't dress for men. Like the vigilante shit, I don't dress for women, I don't dress for men. Lately I've been dressing for revenge. Which I will not sing because I'm not a good singer. <laughs> and then I'm also gonna wear the pink fur coat, pink heart sunglasses, and pink shorts. And then my girlfriend is going to wear, hopefully, she hasn't bought, purchased anything yet, except the sunglasses. Oh, gosh. I don't dress for women in yellow, with yellow sunglasses and yellow shorts. So we're both tailors from the You Need to Come Down music video. I love that so much. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but even if she doesn't do it, I'm sticking firm with my bisexual ally, Taylor. <laughs> and I love that's what you're calling it. You're like, I'm bisexual ally, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what she's doing. Like, she's singing, I don't dress for women, I don't dress for men. And it's also saying she's straight. And then she's like, you need to calm down. Like, bisexual hair colors. Bisexual flag colors in her hair. Oh, also saying true. she's straight. Mm-hmm. So bisexual ally Taylor, <laughs> not an ally to the lesbians, not an ally to the gays, to only to the bisexuals. bisexuals. I think it's so funny. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> um, I can't wait. Um, oh, 
also while another while I was also listening or I was listening to a lot of Taylor Swift but I also started listening to this podcast called Girls Gotta Eat it's so funny huge fan and the two hosts are like sort of my idols because (laughs) (laughs) I literally discovered this like yesterday um but they're I think like late 20s early 30s they live in New York City, and they're kind of glorified New York City. I've never thought I would be into New York City, but the way that they're describing it sounds kind of fun. And they're, like, stand-up comedians. So they do this podcast, and their podcast is actually pretty, like, very successful. They have a lot of listeners. And then they do stand-up, and they were doing big shows or in New York, and then they moved to L.A., and they're just so interesting to listen to. But they brought on this um, relationship guru or person um she works for like hinge etc and she's part of a commune in san francisco and i was like this is what jocelyn has always wanted she lives in a commune with 20 people in san francisco and they eat dinner together or they have like dinner standing dinner at 7 30 every day and so they rotate who cooks and they bring in chefs a couple times a week and so it's like yeah I really like this because I get to live with all my friends and I never wanted to like have a child and like be by myself and I'm like oh my god this sounds like Jocelyn right now <laughs> wait this is incredible <laughs> what's the name of the podcast um girls gotta eat I can send you the episode and when they talk about it but the commune the is called radish like the vegetable and i'm like wow jocelyn should create a similar commune and it would be fun she had a lot of good points though like she was really selling the commune i was like okay i think i could do this yeah i'm currently editing our last episode and i must say i did not sell you on the commune no we talked about this before and i haven't been convinced but she sold me a lot better. I was like, okay, maybe this could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you just want to live in a commune with these people and you did not want to live in a commune with me. <laughs> uh, nah, I don't think that's true. No, but I love these pods. They're, they're so fun. And they, like, spend so much time together. I'm just, like, jealous of their... And they're so witty. They're, ugh. They're so entertaining. But just throwing it out there. (laughs) My latest parasocial obsession has been Yellow Jackets, the TV show, and the entire Yellow Jackets cast. If you guys don't know, Yellow Jackets is a show on Showtime currently, which is about a group of soccer players who get stranded in the Canadian wilderness when their flight crashes. And then it's paranormal, cannibalism-y, like, horror in that timeline. But then there's also the adult timeline, where they're grown up, and it's oh. icons. Juliette Lewis, Christina Ricci, Melanie Linsky, Tawny Cypress. I don't know any of these people. They're all, like, 90s icons, basically, <laughs> actresses, who are absolutely incredible acting as like 25 years later and there's like a mystery in the 25 year timeline it's a question of whether there's anything paranormal or if it all can be explained going on in the young like teen version timeline and it's such a good show everyone loves it there's a commune on that show too but yellow jackets are just absolutely so good and i'm just like 
so mentally invested in the theories and the actresses and everything that now that I'm fully caught up on the show because there's only an episode every week so I'm always caught up on it and I'm listening to like three podcasts about it and I've been watching like (laughs) actor interviews on YouTube and it's so bad and as I said to open the episode I'm neglecting my responsibilities (laughs) as like a podcaster and a writer and so literally I just do my work and then every day I'm done with work <laughs> and I just start like Yellow Jackets fandoming and it's so bad. Wait, I don't know you were into it that much. You've been trying to get me to watch the show for a while and I'd be like, you gotta watch, you gotta watch and I haven't, but I do need to. <laughs> I didn't know you were that into it. Oh my God. Well, I wasn't, but like I have a tendency to maybe hyper-focus is the wrong word because it's like co-opting words of like disability but I have a tendency to like get a hyper focus on something really specific and then all I can do and all I want to do is that specific thing and right now yellow jacket is my hyper focus and whenever I'm trying to get myself to do anything else I just am thinking about yellow jackets and wanting to do little yellow jacket things and the only time my brain stops like overthinking life is if I'm doing yellow jacket things right now. Do you ever put yourself like in sort of a plot of the show? For yellow jackets, no, but for lots of other things, yes. Okay. Because I don't necessarily, but like, yeah, sometimes if I get really into a TV show, I like almost feel like I'm in the show. I'm like, oh, they are my friends. Like, I know these people. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm like in the plot, but I don't know, sometimes I feel that way to an extent. Uh, and I similarly am like, oh my god, like you think about it a lot more, but not to the same level that you seem to be describing. Well, I have really deep, like hyper focuses where it's all I'll think about. Like I have to really actively work to get my mind out of these zones. And most of the time they're like semi-parasocial relationships. Like I had like a three-year window where I was writing a mental story in my head about like me being in Divergent. And I had a similar thing about like me being in Game of Thrones. Mm. And even once I'm over the source material, like these stories stick. And then there's some writers that I really love where I have these like really weird like parasocial relationships where I like envision like whole stories about how we're gonna like meet and do things and blah blah and like this will happen for like fully years but like at the moment uh, my current like hyper focus obsession is yellow jackets but it's not necessarily the tv show it's like the actors mm-hmm. in the tv show as a unit okay can you clarify for me and people listening what parasocial means and what context you're talking about? Yes. A parasocial relationship is... So, like, Kylie and I have a genuine relationship. We just have a relationship. We are friends in real life. I actually know her. A parasocial relationship would, for example, and I'm using an example that is not true to my real life, so it's not to expose myself on the pod but a parasocial relationship for example would be that if I feel like I know Taylor Swift and I have an attachment to Taylor Swift based purely off of what I know about her from like it's like fandom to the next level so I feel like I have a relationship with Taylor Swift and my relationship with Taylor Swift is a parasocial relationship so Kylie's relationship with the Girls Gotta Eat host is like a parasocial relationship yes 
Okay. So they don't know you, but you know them, basically. I see. Oh, okay. I, I know what you're talking about. Oh, that's so interesting. I like that term. I didn't know that's what that meant. <laughs> there was a term for that. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. And that's the end of our podcast episode this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to Let's FaceTime. Make sure you download that podcast, do all the things, and follow us on social media. You can follow Kylie at Gallagher underscore Kylie on Instagram or Gallagher K17 on Twitter. You can follow me, Jocelyn, at Jocelyn underscore Lutzy on Instagram or at Life with Joss on Twitter. You can also find me on my website, rightthroughthenight.com. Thank you so much for watching, listening, yikes, and we'll see you next week. Bye!